Welcome to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women. Each week, we feature interviews, information, and inspiration that will motivate you to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. My name is Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, selfless syndrome expert, board-certified women's health coach, and alternative medicine practitioner, wife, mom, and entrepreneur. I specialize in health for busy and driven women. Listen weekly as I share the tools, perspective, and knowledge you need to lose weight, boost your energy, and fall in love with yourself so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, welcome back to Emerge, the health podcast for high, busy, high-performing women. I'm your host, Dr. Alex Swenson-Ridley, and today I am joined by Janet Watson, who is a communications and facilitating expert who guides C-suite clients in performance, mindset, and messaging. She's the founder of Watson & Associates and has coached hundreds of senior leaders in academia, financial services, energy, and technology. And in addition to this, she is a former athlete and a woman who has been on quite the journey of her own kind of evolution and creation in her own life and really helps women with, well, more than women, but we're going to talk about women specifically today, but (laughs) finding their their passion and really cleaning into their mindset as they move through life, it sounds like. So Janet, welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. So fun to be here. Yeah. And I, um, I kind of paraphrase some of your, your stuff there, but I, I love to hear, you know, as we get started and talking about a new topic on this show, just kind of what got you into doing what you do now. And it sounds like you've had quite the evolution in terms of where you've been and where you've gotten to. So I'm sure we'd all enjoy hearing about that. Let me give it to you in a nutshell, which is uh, probably better than some long lengthy (laughs) message about it. But I started out as a competitive figure skater years ago and uh, was a competitive athlete in Colorado and around the country. And then I turned coach and then I turned national spokesperson for Fortune 500 companies. I turned into a consultant, then a professor. So I was in the classroom a lot, which I absolutely loved that whole role of really being in service to the students, be really seeing people grow and learn and uh, develop their own thought process. And then uh, turned it as an advisor. And uh, so I've been able to take the best of all of those and mold them into really how I lead and how I go through the world and help others, which has been a realization in the last 10 years that I landed where I should be, meaning I landed in a teaching, coaching, encouraging mode over something else. And it feels really good. Awesome. And I love what you said there. Cause I, the more women I've interviewed on this show and the more, you know, I've talked with clients and stuff, it's, I feel like we've really moved away from the model of like, you're supposed to be in the same career for 30 years. And, you know, this is something I've experienced and I didn't share. I'm previously, my original hat is a chiropractor and I t- retired after 10 years. And so I've kind of been evolving, but it's like, we find these new avenues and roles that like still fulfill what we're here to do, I think, but mm-hmm they, they change. And so where I'm excited to kind of go in this conversation, and I know is valuable for a lot of women who listen to the show, because I've been there, I've talked with a lot of them is just, you know, finding the mindset around being okay with that evolution, I think, and like, figuring out how to navigate all of that. And we can go wherever you want to go. But that was where my initial thoughts and just kind of hearing your story took me. 
Yeah. You know, it's interesting, Alex, because you just said the same thing there. You've been open to the different things that have come your way. And I think that's one thing to think about is the ability, and we all have it, whether we use it or not is a different question, but the ability to say yes to opportunities that come your way. The, the, the professor role for me came from me teaching a class on what it's like to be on the road dealing with the media and being interviewed for corporations that I didn't work for, but that I was the hired person to learn everything and then go speak because they didn't want to be the speakers. So I was thrown to the wolves and, and, and I had to deal with everybody. And so this professor said, Hey, teach a class on that. That sounds great. So I did. And then she said, Hey, we'd like to give you your own class. So I just kept saying yes to the opportunities. I didn't, I didn't go deep into overanalyzing why, oh, maybe I'm not qualified, which of course we always go to of, oh, but I need this and this and this, and I've never done this before. And I hadn't, but I loved my one experience and the opportunity. I just started saying yes, because another question I think is one that is a great one to ask ourselves as women, why not me? Why not me? And, and, and so I started asking myself that quite a few years ago, going, okay, well, you know what? Why not me? I can do that. And sure, it's really, really scary. I'm not saying that I didn't have some trepidation going into that role, but at the same time, I was like, but why not me? What do, what do I have to lose? And really, I had nothing to lose. I mean, the worst that could happen is they said, hey, you tried to teach. It didn't work out. I'm still okay. So I think going back to that saying yes to opportunities, no matter if they're big or small, even the small ones can grow and change and lead to more. Now, if they're not the right opportunity and women, I think we know that in our guts, then then don't say yes. But the ones that are a big question mark over your head and you're kind of like, wow, that sounds like me. Uh, not so sure I could do that. My advice would be to just say, you know what? Yeah, why not me? Love that. Um, there's so many directions we can go from here. <laughs> but the first one is, well, you brought up a really important thing. And I learned this the hard way as a business owner, I will say, um, and that's not following your gut. And so, you know, I, th- I think there's, there's like a couple of things that came to mind. You know, I've had so many coaches, all of them male, by the way, <laughs> who are like, you have to say no, say no to everything. No, 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 no. And I'm like, okay, but what about the things that are like a strong, yes. And this is all about like, you know, in terms of the business world, like we have to learn how to say no. And I, I would argue for a lot of women who like were spread too thin and all these things, like there's something to be gleaned from that there. But what I liked what you said is the things that like in your gut just feel right. Even if you're scared and even if you like, and I love that question, why not me? Because so many of us like struggle with our self-worth and I've been through this too, you know, our value, like, am I qualified? all this, all this stuff, but I love that. Why not me? So how, how do you, how did you get to that place? Cause like, to me, that sounds like a lot of confidence in like, you know, why can't I do this? Like, why not? <laughs> I think by, <laughs> good point. I think by um, actually embracing the fear and going, okay, this is scary. Never a lot of these things never done before, but you know, I'm going to try and I'm going to give it my best shot. And that, of course, then leads into that mindset piece of how do we prepare for giving yourself and whomever you're working with your your best self. So preparing yourself for that role, settling into the mindset piece, 
I think the confidence comes from having one or two super small successes that you can go, you know what? That was okay. I did okay with that. I feel really good about it. And then holding that in a really secure spot and then being able to move forward with the the minuscule yeses that just make you feel good. And back to that point that you made about, you know, following your gut. We have our our head, our heart and our gut. And sometimes we just listen to one the head or the heart, it mean an emotional or a, a strategy piece. And we never let it go all the way down and settle in your gut, which is extremely important, right? Because there is where, and you know this, that's where all the, the that's where all the um, neurons are coming in and saying, oh, that sounds really cool. Or that doesn't sound like you and sit with it for a while. And usually your gut is spot on. And we just don't, we haven't been taught that it's either head or heart, but we haven't let it filter all the way down into your gut and going, Hmm, how does that actually, how does that make me feel good or maybe not so good? And then to follow, you know, to have the courage, I guess it is, or the bravery to just follow that feeling. That's extremely important. It is. Yeah. And, you know, I know a lot of women, like I, not like I think I'm special or anything, but you know, I've definitely lived life. And there's been times when I haven't followed that gut feeling, like buying a building was one of those for me where, you know, in my gut, I was just like, I shouldn't be doing this. And I did anyway, and it didn't go well. Um, And I've shared a lot about that on the show, but, you know, especially when it comes to our career, even relationships or, and like all of this stuff relates to our health, because if you can imagine like you're, doing something that makes your body feel icky and like your energy kind of turn in and you're anxious and not like none of that is serving you in the long term. And so it's, but like you said, it takes courage and bravery and a willingness to, to say, why not? <laughs> um, and and I think that, uh, Oh, excuse me. No, go ahead. Um, Alex, you taught, you, you touched on so many really valid points just right there in saying, you know, how do we as women, be okay with number one, ourselves, trusting our gut. You know, you hear that saying all the time, but do we do it? And then also uh, stepping back and assessing that this is another question I like to ask myself are, is what are my behaviors telling me about my motivation? Mm-hmm. And to just sit with that question and, and actually answer it. Don't just put out the question and go, yeah, I put out the question, but you can sit with a piece of paper or you can, I'm a very big proponent of saying things out loud because they, then they go in our ears and then they land in your gut. They land in your heart, wherever they're going to land, but at least you hear them go in. So what are my behaviors? Like, how am I going through my day? What's that telling me about my motivation? Am I being true to myself? Am I serving others? Am I you know, whatever that answer is, I think that's an, a, a, to be acutely aware of how you're showing up in the world. That's another great, great question. Besides the, why not me? Why not me? Answer that one and then go to, yeah, what are my behaviors telling me about my motivation? Answer that. And just keep going on that path because so much of it will be revealed to you at that time about, wow, I haven't said yes to anything in months because I'm 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 afraid. So that could be that's a behavior that's telling me I'm not motivated to take make any changes. I'm not motivated to step out of my comfort zone and even that can shed a lot on 
your thought process, your mindset, all of that. So these are really great questions to set you set yourself up for how do you want to live your best life? Yeah, in a huge way. And, you know, really what you're getting to there, I call, uh, talk about, and this is from previous education I've done, but, you know, how we're being in the world. And like, that can be a really sometimes confronting <laughs> um, clue into, you know, whether your way of being is like, A, who you want to be, but, you know, within whatever circumstance you're in, like you have the the ability to control, like choose who you will be in the moment. I don't know if this is making sense, but, um, and sometimes that, you know, you realize like, oh, I need to change or, oh, I, you can re- renew your passion or your excitement about something, or you can realize that it's time to, you know, make a change, move on, evolve. You know, you talked about kind of the evolution of what you've done in the world over the years. And I've, I've been on a similar journey though. I'm earlier on in it and I'm sure it'll continue to evolve and I'm, I'm not even 40 yet. So <laughs> there's yeah. time, but you have lots of time. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of exciting, right? It's like, well, I don't like, who knows we're going to create something new. Um, but I think for a lot of women, it can be really scary and difficult to, you know, when they've recognized that they're either attached to a paycheck or the stability or the, you know, what they've always known or, you know, and are afraid of what might be something new, but could really be the thing that they were put here to do. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, you know, the fear is real. And I think that that fear and excitement reside in the same swimming pool. They're, they're both in there and they both move around a lot. And I've been able to, over years of doing this is actually acknowledge the fear piece of, wow, that looks scary or oof. I don't know because of the unknown, I've never done it before, but then that because of the unknown, and like you just said, you don't know where it's going to go. There's a real true excitement to that. And so if you can acknowledge that fear piece and go, yeah, I am afraid and it's okay. And I know I can make it through this. And then what's the exciting part of this is maybe it is, "Mm, maybe I'll succeed. Maybe I'll be really great at this next new adventure. Maybe maybe I'll do this and this and this. And, and that's part of that reframing in your mindset of not getting sucked down the rabbit hole of negativity, but recraft, reframing, recrafting it to, oh, the possibilities are over here. What if I became the senior leader in this field? What if I'm now wanted on interviews all over the world? I mean, just playing with those questions this wash of positivity comes over you instead of the, oh, I'm not very good at that. Or, oh no, I've been there before. Or, you know, what's in it for me? Nothing. You know, that, that mindset will keep you stuck where the growth mindset is over there going, well, what about the possibilities? What if I just put that thought out there? I wonder what might happen. Yeah. And oddly enough, you know, we're getting into, I won't go totally sciencey on you, but um, I've studied a lot of quantum physics over the last couple of years. And there's this whole understanding of, you know, kind of outside of ourselves, there's this realm of possibilities. And so who we are and, and what we do in the world and how our body functions, all of this stuff is the expression of, of possibilities. And we actually have in our ability to create a new possibility for ourselves. This is like surface level getting into the secret. And there was some movie that came out this year, right. That kind of mm-hmm. dealt with, with Katie Holmes and somebody else in it that dealt with this concept, but kind of what you're getting to is, you know, the more we can dwell in that realm of, it's just like curiosity, 
about ourselves. And I kind of look at it as, you know, like kids are so curious about the world. Obviously I've got four of them in my house, but, (laughs) (laughs) and it's, they're not like dragged down. It's like, well, mom, why can't I be Batman? Or like, why, why, why can't I, you know, fly to the moon or fight aliens or like whatever, you know, their, their like realm of possibility is so huge. And I feel like we lose that just in, you know, the, the vein of life. And so I'm not saying go that extreme, but just start to approach our selves and our lives with that. Like anything is possible because really it is. Um, And asking that question. You, you, you bring up so many incredible points there in that I like to look at that curiosity piece as uh, uh, just a guiding force on my day. Like, wow, what's that? Or what's that under that leaf? Or what's, oh, I've never seen that, or I've never smelled that. And I wonder what that is. And that's a really good practice to just be curious. And I would also love to weave in when you're being curious is to, you know, take it all in and do whatever you need to do with it. But then also uh, a big component for me is, um, Gratitude and generosity, I guess those are two components, but the gratitude piece of, wow, I'm so grateful that I got to experience something new on my hike this morning. And how can I give back in my day to somebody else? Because we all know how great, and I'm sure you know that, how good you feel when you do something wonderful for somebody else. And especially if you're not feeling great about yourself that is the perfect time to make somebody dinner or to greet somebody that you've never met before in a really kind, generous manner. And so I think that coupling of being curious, remaining curious and being generous with not only yourself, but your knowledge and what you're giving back and sharing out to the world comes back in so many wonderful ways that you'll never ever know it, but it does. And so when you land in that, curiosity of, wow, why does this, and, and back the curious of why not me, that's part of being curious. Yeah, exactly. What can I do for somebody else today that doesn't involve me? You know, it's not always all about me, but what can I do for somebody else? How can I make somebody else's day instead of just being self-absorbed? And I think we get into this world of that because it's yeah. all around us that we're supposed to do that, which I don't know where that came from, but anyway, uh, I'm much more on the opposite side of that generosity and the generosity of spirit. And what does that mean in how you go forward in your day? I love that. And actually bringing this full circle, because I shared with you before we hit record, I talk about something called selfless syndrome on mm-hmm. the show, right? And I think there's a really significant difference in what you're talking about with generosity and you know sharing yourself with the world and over committing yourself and just like taking care of everyone and everything else except yourself. Because when we're talking about gratitude and you know, looking for ways you can give back, looking for ways that you can positively contribute in somebody's life. We're not talking about stretching yourself even thinner. Like this is something that will also fill up your cup. And it's actually like, there's different vibrational and energy changes that are associated with certain um, emotions. And so when you're in that state of like giving of, you know, serving, but not wearing yourself out. Like hopefully people, and you can let me know if this is making sense and how I'm explaining this. There's like the toxic version of this and yeah. the version where like you're upping your kind of vibrational energy in the world and that will automatically serve you and others. Like it goes both ways. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because this isn't about saying yes to everybody else's needs. Yeah. Much more about 
setting the boundaries that are sometimes really hard to set, yet at the same time, one of them can be great. I got all this work done today. I really focused and, uh, and, I, and I've been super um, dedicated for my team or whomever it is that you're doing your work with and not, but, and what can I do for one other person that's in my world or in revolving, or maybe at the community center, or maybe at my grocery store that is unexpected that I could just maybe help them with their groceries to the car. It's, I guess it's extending yourself just a little bit further than that self model that we're all, we all, you know, want to hold dear, of course, and the ego and take care of that. Yet at the same time, being able to step out of that role and going, wow, that person really looks like they need some help. I'm jumping over there instead of going, mm, that's out of my comfort zone. Cause most of the time it is out of mine, but I'm, I'm like, you know what, that could be, that can make somebody else's day or week that you just helped them with groceries to the car. Right. So yeah. thinking ahead a little bit in that way, not saying yes to the myriad of requests that are going to come your way. It's much more about the unexpected nicety that you can do for somebody else. Yeah. And it's getting back to that concept of being like how you're being in the world, you know, are you being somebody who will help the person with their groceries or, you know, hold the door for somebody or like pay it forward in the Starbucks line, whatever it is. Hopefully nobody listening to the show is still going into Starbucks. (laughs) (laughs) And just kidding. um, No judgment. Um, (laughs) But get your coffee coffee wherever you need. Um, Yeah. One other thing I was going to add on there, because I I mentioned it in in that last statement, was the use of and over but. And and something that's used in improv is yes, and. Yes, and I can improve on that. Yes, and instead of the yes, but, which negates whatever comes next. And in that mindset piece and in that mindset role of thinking about, wow, yeah, I can do that, but this might happen. Instead of, yeah, I can do that, and this might happen is a completely different story, right? It's, it's like, wow, the and puts it all in. Oh yeah. There's possibility back to that topic. We were earlier talking, there's possibility in that statement over yes, but this could happen goes south. Right. So, you know, I know you've talked about language choice before too. And bring that up. Yeah. The importance of, what words you choose, not only to say out loud, but what words you choose to tell yourself. Yeah. 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 And looking at that internal dialogue, like I, I talk a lot about this. Um, I have a new weight loss program. And so a lot of what we do in that is actually geared at like looking at our dialogue with food um, and you know, what drives that emotions and all this. But I think this relates here too. like anytime we have an internal dialogue going on, you know, paying attention to what, is that like, what are the words you're using? What's the language? And this gets into, you know, our self-worth and like all of these different things that are all underlying what we're talking about right now. It's just, you know, finding the power to say, why not me and choose something like, and have choice too. Like all of that is there's power behind that, but we have to be willing to kind of do the work to undo some of the not so nice things that we've been trained to do. <laughs> you know, somebody, where did I see this? The other day, I, I think I was reading something that said, nobody talks to you more harshly than you do. So yeah. there's things I tell myself, I would never tell a friend, right? Like, oh, you're this and this and this and this. And you go internally and you're like this terrible person. Instead of going, wow, what would I say to a best friend? 
you've got this, you know, yeah, you've done this before. You can do it again. And, and when you flip that to how would I speak to myself as my own best friend, a lot of really good stuff happens. Yeah, it really does. And like, I've been noticing this shift in myself lately. Actually, I'm going to be super transparent here on the show right now, but my, um, old practice. I had a a huge chiropractic practice and I've shared on the show. I actually, you know, between a wrist injury, COVID and a bunch of other stuff, I've ended up in a position where I've had to declare bankruptcy on that practice. And so mindset wise, like huge amount of just stuff to work through. Right. But I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, it's, I found that excitement again and like, Oh, I can do this. I can have a team. I could have office space again if I really wanted to and not be recording this under my stairs. <laughs> That's actually where I am, you know? <laughs> like, Nobody knows. You know? Nobody knows yeah. where you are. Nobody knows. Like now you do, but that's okay. <laughs> you know, I could, and so I'm finding, starting to find that excitement again, but the dialogue has changed. It's no longer like, eh, I failed before and eh, I suck at this and eh, like all this stuff that comes up. And like, none of that's true. That's the other thing we have to realize is that we have stories that run like, and we can either let them run our lives or we can change the story. <laughs> like, and we have the ability to do that. Um, and there's so much power and freedom that comes in that, but you know, I'm like still feeling stressed about it, but I've recognized it this weekend and I'm like, you know what? I got this. And that's the dialogue that I woke up with this morning and I'm like, okay, let's go do this thing. So, Fantastic. Yeah. So share that. Yeah. That is, that's great stuff. Doesn't it just give you, um, a physical lift. Yeah. Like my energy just went right definitely. Out sharing that. <laughs> <So. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the physicality of that is just huge because you've now taken this, you have done it too. You've taken that burden off of yourself and it's like you're 10 feet tall again and you can walk with your head hell high and yeah, it takes work. It's none of this is easy as we all know. Yeah. It does take work. Yeah. It's not like we can just say it and it all magically changes, but I think we find the, the grit or whatever it is that we need to, to go do it. Like, you know, same thing with, I work with so many women that are struggling to lose weight. Right. And one of the, I was one of them until earlier this year and, you know, lost about, I've lost about 30 pounds since March, but wow. If that had to happen was I had to say, like, I mean, there were other things that happened too. Like I had to figure out my hormones, but like oh, you know, that. a big shift was just believing, like I can do this. This is possible. And I will weigh, you know, whatever I, I, I like the number I came up with was 135. Like I will get there again. Like that's possible. And I think so many of us, because we've been so frustrated or beat down, this is in careers. This is with our body. This is with our health. Like we'd stop believing that it's possible. And like the first thing we have to do is decide that we're going to believe it even before mm-hmm. we get there. Cause if you don't, like, it's not going to happen. You're not going to take those actions. So yeah, the commitment, the, the commitment once it's hundred percent is so easy. It's when it's 80% or 90% there, the, that that's where it's always going to waver because you know, there's that 10% out of, ah, I don't have to, I don't really have to eat well today. I can have that Snickers. <laughs> Believe me, I've played this game yeah. with myself for years. And then there's that when, when you, when you do the hundred percent I'm in and I believe in myself and I got this and back to what are my behaviors telling me about my motivation? Yeah. You're like, Oh, that behavior of hundred percent in is telling me I'm extremely motivated to do this. Yeah. And uh, so once you make the commitment, 
that's the easy, you know, that's the, that's the hardest part to make the commitment, but easy after maybe if you've jumped a hundred percent in. Yeah. It really becomes effortless, you know, not like you're not doing work or trying anymore, but it's like a no brainer. You know what you need to do. You like, it's so funny. Don't you know, don't you truly believe too? I think you do Alex from talking to you that um, we know ourselves so well and that when we commit, we're like, yeah, I know what goes into this. And maybe I've been toying with myself about, yeah, I don't really know, but we do know. Okay. We know how, how hard it is. We know all that stuff. And it's just what you do with that information and that knowledge that's so important, right? And how, how you set yourself up for successful, like, what do I do to have that 100% commitment? How do I set myself up in the right mindset up here to actually be able to follow through on that 100% commitment? Yeah, absolutely. And when we struggle and we fail is I actually talk about it as like either an integrity or an authenticity thing of, you know, a lot of times like we want the thing or we have the vision, but because our belief is like, there's something in us that's holding us back from actually, you know, embracing that 100%, whether it's a commitment or, you know, a belief or like whatever it is. And that as long as that's out of alignment, we stay stuck essentially is, is what happens there. And so it's, yeah. it's figuring out that alignment and like being really honest with yourself, you know, if you're a hundred pounds overweight, like, are you really honestly going to change your behaviors and yourself to get that off? Or is it not actually that important to you? Like, where does that come from? Cause you know, I've dealt with the women who want to lose a hundred pounds, but won't give up the candy that their kids in their classroom bring them. And I'm like, okay. Mm. Two different. Like, yeah, yeah. what are we committed to? <laughs> so. I, I, I totally relate. And, you know, I am a candy lover and I have, so <laughs> I completely understand that. And yeah, I, I just can't eat it because I get started and I can't stop. So it's yeah. one of those, yeah. I know my addictions and that's one of them. And so I just go, oh, you know, would love to be there, but been there and done that. And it felt really good. Yeah. And I'm just going to hold that out there and not go back to it. But I totally yeah. relate. And when I was skating, I have to go back to this because this is, you know, your worst nightmare. Um, I was always the heaviest kid skating and our pro would weigh us every week and post our weights in the lobby of the rink. So not only were you, I was at the top of the list for weighing the most of all the kids, but then everyone got to see it. And it was like the worst. And you're also in your early teens when hormones yeah. wacky yeah. and obviously I've never forgotten it because it, it really, really dove deep into the heart of my soul going, Oh, how can I ever, ever be somebody else? Because I am the heaviest person, this and that, and this, yeah. and, you know, I learned to let go of that. And what did I learn from it? Instead of looking at it, like I failed, it was like, okay, the learning here is, and then I'd go through my whole process of, wow, I learned a lot. One, one thing would, I would never do that to anybody. That's one thing I learned. <laughs> and then secondly, it was like, you know, there's so much more to people than the weight. And so yeah. if you, you know, find that purpose driven philosophy on how you lead is like, wow, then it kind of becomes a secondary thing. I mean, yes, there's lots of work that goes into that, yeah. but I sure didn't like going into the rink and seeing my name at the top of the heavyweight list. It was like, yeah, no. And there's, 
I mean, there's so many dark places you could have ended up with that, that it's really impressive that you didn't. And I think, you know, what is the difference between like a girl who ends up anorexic and super unhealthy and one who's like, what can I learn from this? Some of my good it's, friends did end up in those yeah. dark spaces and, uh, because of that fact. And yeah, I think we've all worked through it so differently and been supportive to each other in our different journeys from that world. And, uh, really good. but you know, it's interesting that you bring up that failure piece and, in, in um, you know, that's a, that's a whole juicy topic too is, Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what do you as a listener really deem as a failure? What do you as your whole individual self deem as a failure and how can, how can you best look at it? Like, yeah. And not, but Right. Yes. And these are the learnings. These are the valuable things I'm taking away. This is what I'm going to do differently. This is how I will show up being a better self because I know, now know that. And my focus is always on the grit piece of how do I become resilient or what do I take to the next level that I learned from the so-called failure, whatever you call it. Maybe it's just called a learning. Maybe it's not called a massive failure, you know, it, it, of course it depends on how we categorize it. Right. And then where do you take those learnings from there? Yeah. And how do you apply them and move forward? And it's easier said than done. I mean, I've, you know, (laughs) like it's taken me a couple of years (laughs) to work through this stuff and there's ways to fast track it. You know, some of that is listening to stuff like this or counseling or like a good friend like there's there's ways to you know process quicker but ultimately you have to go on the journey yourself and yes and find the ands and the learning and all the things that you talked about yeah and the journey is really exciting it is yeah there are little pitfalls and there always will be along the way yeah for the most part it's exciting it is and it's um it's also what I call life, right? Yeah. <laughs> life well, is yeah. the journey <laughs> and all the things we learn and, and all that. Um, yes. And so I'd love to get your input around and then we can kind of summarize and, and bring things full circle again. But, you know, I've, I've had a few women uh, on the show that I've interviewed recently that are more in this, like one of them, she talks about the middle-aged movie star, which most movie stars stop being, you know, they you stop getting cast in roles once you hit 40 or so. Like it might not, it might be earlier than that, but, you know, talking about really sharing our knowledge and wisdom as, as women, as we get into our, upper years. And so I'm just curious, not like I'm aging you or anything, but a lot of my listeners are kind of in that area where like we're hitting menopause and it's like, what do I do with the rest of my life? <laughs> like, what, what is this? And so what advice do you have for just, you know, starting to really work on the mindset of like getting connected to that and finding the courage, it will say to, you're not going to get rid of the fear, but finding the courage to, to get out there and be who you have been put here to be. Mm-hmm. All good points. And yes, I am older than you and past 50 and really happy to be past 50 and also happy to be able to reflect back on how much time I wasted putting emphasis on things that didn't matter. And that's okay. I think we all do. And now the clarity is such a gift of going, oh my gosh, 
I landed in this teaching coaching role for a reason, and I'm really clear about it. And I absolutely love it. And the generosity, the curiosity, all those things have come to fruition. And I'm not second guessing myself anymore. That is a gift, I think, that comes with age. And I think it comes with an ability to reflect and go, wow, I did that in that role. And I'm not so sure about that. And what did I learn? Yeah. And it's, I just have, I, I just have, I'm, I'm like the face of hope. I have so much hope for all your listeners going, they can as well go, oh, okay. So I get to filter through the really meaningful stuff yeah. and then discard the rest and hold those as I move and age and go through menopause, which of course your hormones are all over the place and, or, or not. I mean, for some they are. Yeah. And then, um, the reflection point of what am I here for and what am I doing, which I can't say doesn't happen to me at least once a week that I go, Hmm, what could I be doing differently? That would be actually even better or, uh, give more or, uh, share the knowledge more. And, and that piece of the aging gracefully, I think that for me, the gratitude, the grit and the grace in how you move through your life is a lovely way to honor yourself with the the small celebrations, no matter what they are, you know, oh, I got this email out that you were dreading. Great. It's a, it's a small celebration. And then asking yourself the really important questions. Why not me? What gift do I have to give to the world? We all have unique gifts. What's mine? Or maybe I have 10. What are my unique gifts that I get to bring to this conversation? What uh, what will I learn today? That's a fabulous one. And so you can set yourself up in a wonderful spot with your own mindset just by the questions you ask yourself instead of going, how am I going to get through the day? It's it's going to be the longest day of my life. Okay. Now that already sent me spiraling down. (laughs) (laughs) And, and granted we have days like that and that's okay too. And to just go, okay, great. I'll embrace it. And I'm going to, I'm going to get through it. And I know that by the end of the day, I get to do this and this and this, and these are little rewards. Like maybe I get to make my favorite meal for dinner just for me, or maybe I get to go out on a walk with my dog just for me. And so I think as you, I know for me, as I've, I've, I've aged and gone through this process, I've been able to truly grasp what's meaningful back to what I said and discarding a lot of the stuff that's just hanging on for like the, the low hanging fruit. It's just there. And I get to clip, I get to clip all those limbs off so that you're this bright new tree, just continually growing instead of being bogged down by things that really don't matter. I think that is the biggest gift. Yeah. I love that. I love that image too of, I mean, it's kind of like preening our own bushes, branches, roots, whatever. Yeah. We still have a foundation in who we are, but we can like just let the stuff that doesn't serve us go. You know, now that you mention it, I think that tree metaphor, think about, um, I've never said that before. (laughs) Think about the, the roots that are you, that are really solid into the ground and who are, you have developed from and grown from and nurtured. So that now this big, beautiful tree is you and you can take all these turns and the branches go different ways during your life. Yet at the same time, you're still solid. Yeah. 
That's a, that's good to think about. That is good. I love, I love I'm going to go draw a tree now. Like, <laughs> you know, like, well, I can almost see like the roots and the foundation are, you know, the things that like really truly make up our authentic selves, right? Like, you know, the things we really know we value or, or like what our gifts really truly are. And then there's all these things that we can do with that. And part of the the second half of life, I would say, you know, for women in particular is like the post-menopause is actually the wise years. There's all this imagery and goddess stuff that's um, mirrored in that, but like really embracing, you know, that and and what we, uh, quite a few of my clients are working through this right now. Um, you know, one of them's like, she describes, she's like, I'm like a think tank medicine woman for native corporations in Alaska. And I'm like, awesome. That's who you are. Like you can totally run a business. She's like, can I just do that? I'm like, yeah, why not? Um, you know, and so why not me? listening, why? it's like, we have a lot of gifts and sometimes figuring out how to marry them into one, like they don't necessarily fit into one category or one thing. And like, we can create who we are um, either within Absolutely. a container of a career or a job or in, within a business or like whatever. Why not? Yeah. Why not me? So, there you go. There you go. And that's going to probably be the title of this podcast. <laughs> Good. <laughs> not you. <laughs> um, I like it. So for those listening um, who've been inspired by this or just want to connect with you and, and learn more about Janet, how can they do that? Probably the easiest way is, I don't know if people use email or LinkedIn is great. And if you have questions, I always get back to people on LinkedIn under Janet Watson. And uh, I have a website. It's Watson and assoc.com so one whole word watson and assoc i couldn't get the whole word associates so i had to shorten it (laughs) and uh but truly uh i communicate a lot with people on linkedin on email um i'm not a big i don't spend an enormous amount on tech because i find that um i'd much rather do this and see people in person meet people talk with them over just being on all the social media so that's that's me Cool. All right. LinkedIn is good. I like LinkedIn. Um, great. And in, and just kind of bringing this full circle, any last parting thoughts you have for anyone, you know, we've, we've asked some important questions. We have some nice imagery. <laughs> we have, have a lot. We've really talked about with mindset, but um, any last things you want to share? I, I believe one last thing would be good, which is how you, how you lead every day and setting intentions out loud, not inside your head, but really let yourself hear that my intention for today is to follow through on everything to the best manner I can. My intention is to bring happiness to at least one person that I don't even know, or my intention, you know, it can be anything. I think saying an intention out loud really does set you up for accomplishing it, no matter what it is. Maybe my intention is to actually quit my job today. That's okay too, but it does help you reinforce the intention. And then to always remain curious. I think without that piece, you stop living and you stop learning. And uh, to remain curious is tantamount to really moving forward. Yeah. I remember I had one more thought around that curiosity piece. You know, we all have, um, and again, this is from Landmark Education. I've done some work with just personal growth with them, but, you know, we know what we know and we know what we don't know 
but there's this whole, that's like a very small piece of the pie. And then there's this whole world of what we don't even know. We don't know. And when you approach life with that curiosity, you start filling in like that. I didn't even know that I didn't know that kind of world. And that's a really fun and just great place to live, mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. learn from. So. That's where the growth happens. It is. Yeah. And we all want to grow. Even if you feel like you don't want to grow, we all want to grow. And the other thing I was going to say is we all lead, whether or not you are in a leadership role in work or whatever, we all have somebody that we're leading, even if it's just ourselves. Um, That's right. And so this is all valuable for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something I talk about a lot because, you know, a lot of how we approach health is like, we have to take ownership and leadership for ourselves in that and not rely on doctors who don't usually have all the answers and <laughs> even me, um, you know, we have to be willing to, to lead ourselves. So I was just thinking about that when you shared that. So thank you mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you on. This was a super fun conversation. I hope it served everybody else who gets to listen to it. Um, and yeah, just thank you for coming on and sharing your. Sure, loved it. Loved talking to you, Alex. It's been really enjoyable. Thank you for tuning in to Emerge, the health podcast for busy, high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and also leave us a review. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in the Emergent Women Community Group on Facebook for the chance to interact with me live once a week and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become the vibrant, energetic, and on-fire version of yourself we all know is under there. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about. Mm -hmm.